So, Simon, <laughs> um, I've done a little bit of reading about you. There's a lot written about you because you've been pretty prolific in your chefing. Oh, yeah, we have had a, had a lucky run, I suppose. Um, you know, hard work does pay off, you know, eventually. But, yeah, no, it's been good since I've moved, you know. Sounds like you're a Kiwi as well. I am, yeah. Yeah, since moving to straight to Sydney, yeah, it's been pretty good. Yeah, ups and downs, but yeah, I found my feet here in Melbourne. It's been great. So. Yeah, good. It's really cool. And I read that you um, you spoke really favourably about your mum's macaroni cheese. Thank you. Um, and I wondered if that, because sometimes chefs either it's because their mums are really good cook that makes them want to be a chef, or sometimes um, their mums are really bad cook, and so then that also makes them want. They to want, cook. yeah. <laughs> Did you always want to be a chef? No, not at all. I mean, I think you know, growing up as you're always in and out of the kitchen and you're making messes and trying new things but it was never I didn't feel it was in me to I need to pursue that mum's macaroni cheese was great but that was just one of those things that it's, a, it's attached to your emotions you know what I mean uh, it was just you know it was, it, was, it was a mac and cheese but you know if you ate it it's like wow that was the best thing ever whereas it was because your mum made it and you know you're really attached to it emotionally so um, oh look I sort of fell into cooking and I think you know it was one of those things out of school where I was always a creative person and you know hated the whole sit down routine and learning off things so just sort of naturally progressed in that way I always wanted to do something creative whether it was design or, or yeah I suppose I did home economics as well so sort of there's all little pieces that came together that sort of mm. sort of came came together maybe maybe want to become a chef so and then sort of yeah, it worked out well. So you did your training in New Zealand? In Auckland, in yeah, Auckland. did Auckland. Um, so you must have been on the cusp when things were turning really good. Yeah. I, like, yeah. It's all the time when things weren't so good. No, and, I know. And now they're really amazing, and you obviously were on that wave For of sure. being really... Well, one of, my, one of my sous chefs at the time, before I left... No, one of my sous chefs back then was now Sid Sarawat, who owns Sid Art and Cassier, and... He's opening his third restaurant. He's doing French cafe. He's taking on French cafe, and you know, like so. Well, okay. Yeah. Definitely then, and it was just, it was growing then, you know. So yeah. now, sort of sucked out into Australia, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I think the, from where it was to what it is now, yeah, the Auckland's just booming, isn't it? It's, yeah. um, it's going off. So. Yeah. And were there times though when you were in your training because you know it's a difficult industry, and, and often people say when they're starting out, it can be really hard work because the long hours, it's unsociable, it's stressful. Um, what do you think you've got that made you keep going? I think it's just never give up. I suppose I was never, I was always, I've always worked one way or another growing up, whether it's working bees with my mates around the neighbourhood or delivering papers, I've always been working. Like it's just one of those things, and you've got to have that work ethic. You know, first and foremost, if you're going to, you know, first and foremost, if you're going to be a chef, you've got to be able to work hard. Yeah. And you know, working long hours isn't that favourable now. Like it's all a bit more work safe and all that sort of stuff. That's cool. Um, but just having that, you know, never give in. I remember my first job in Auckland. I got placed from school. Like they guaranteed your placement after this, this course. Yeah. And um, yeah, the head chef was like, "You've been here eight months. You've got to sort your shit out, or you get, or you've got to go." And then that sort of light went off. Okay. Yeah, and then just well, it's been going good ever since then. So I think just being able to stick at something, you know, work hard and um, hopefully learn from mistakes, you know, I think is... Yeah. It's sort of interesting that you talk about the um, nowadays, the, dif- the difference. And quite a few chefs um, recently have brought that whole thing up about the, um, not, you know, people not wanting to work a certain amount of hours or, or I mean, wanting to be paid for a certain amount of hours. And while there's fairness involved, there's also the fact that it is one of those jobs that it can often involve lots of hours. Um, where, where do you stand? Where do you stand on that in terms of what you'd say to young people coming through? I think, yeah, I mean, that whole it's such a grey area, and it's such because hospitality is one of those 
or has been an industry where you just work and you don't question anything and you just 16 hour days and that's it and that's that, that's just the way it is and uh and the joint gen y is not they're not wired like that anymore you know unfortunately gen y is different that's fine you've got to do you've just got to our industry's got to change to suit yeah. these kids are not you know as much as it would be a lot easier uh running with the iron fist and telling everyone it's what you're to do doesn't work like that anymore so oh, i'm all for not working too much yes yeah, so does you that know? mean you've got to cut corners on some things like um you know, not training them to fillet fish, or not, you know, not doing some of those techniques. Or do you think you can still learn all the techniques in a, sh- in, but with yeah. a shorter amount of time? Or I what? think you know, you, finding your team, find, the people that you work around. I've always got to find. I'll just try and find the best people to find, and then they understand that this is the, the job. And look, majority of the time, they want to learn. They want to learn more. And look, I'm very fair. And and if someone's worked a little bit longer that day, then start later. And, you know, we can we can work it out. But um, you can definitely show people stuff you know like in that spare period of time 38 to 40 hours a week you know like yeah. I tell the guys look okay it's just 38 hours and you know lost the on your thing but you know you, you'll have to do a few few more and I think you either get people that understand that or don't and the people that I want to work with are people that understand that is you know you will have to do a few more every now and then you know yeah. it's not it's so a few the, techniques still I think that's an important thing that they, they know they got like the foundational for sure thing. for sure like if they guarantee I tell people if they want to work with me I'm going to teach them something and so if they yeah. you know if they want to they're up for that and they're up for the challenge like yeah you know I've got all the time in the world for them and you know and we'll make time like the venue of this is good because we have all this time during the day and we can work closer with people and then night time we're just, we're just busy and, and, and it, all those skills come together but um definitely you gotta you gotta have the time to show the people how you want things because yeah. you know the way I run a kitchen is I try and show every, everybody everything yeah. so if everyone knows everything like if someone knows how to cook steaks here and the other person knows to cook steaks here and that person's sick then they just slot in. So yeah, it's very important to upskill and, and make that time to upskill or else my job just becomes harder. You know? yeah. So, yeah. It sounds like you like to upskill yourself as well. I was reading about how when you were starting um, Entrecote you went across to France and yeah. um, went to Entrecote and, um, and had the food and, and um, I really like that idea of discovering things in Oh, it's great, natural. for sure. I know, like, yeah, that was a really, I had to go see the concept, I think they, they did the secret screen sauce and nobody knew how to make it, so that was another thing we had to try and suss out as well. Um, that was a perk of the job, we should go everywhere and, yeah. you know, do that, but... Um, how long def- were you over there? I was only there for a week. So oh, I, went wow. on my, I went on my own, it was just yeah. a pure culinary journey and just go, there were five restaurants I had to go to and plus I went to a couple others when I was there. I'm pretty tough in France on you. I've been there before, but not on my own. Yeah. It's a foreign-speaking country, it's hard to get around um, on your own but um, definitely want to upskill I've just hired a guy who is very quite capable of running kitchens himself you know, he's got that resume but you know me I'm, I want to I'm very very lucky to have him on board because then he can push me and I can push him and I want to get better you're learning every day it's, it's one of those yeah. things so a lot of people wouldn't I know a lot of people who hire people that aren't that good to make themselves feel better and like yeah I'm the boss I'm the boss and that's, but that's just totally the wrong yeah. way to go about things yeah. you know what I mean in my eyes you know, I want to just have to surround myself with walls of people yeah. and do good things you know it's the only way you're going to do it yeah I was thinking I was driving over here about um, how you have had that sort of French uh, fine dining style of cooking um, and also um, that you were a long time in Sephora, Sephora yeah, around the corner and that's um, sort of Italian styles and I, I haven't I didn't eat, eat there but um but sometimes, you know, when we think of French food, we think of that very sort of um, 
fine dining mm-hmm. cuisine, whereas and it's not all like that, but um, but we tend to be what you we do eat think here. Like it, yeah, for sure. And then yeah. Italian food when we eat here, it's, it's often a lot heartier and so on. But um, Sapori was that a bit more fine dining Italian. It was a bit of, but yeah, because of my background, so I was trained French, classically French, um, and then sort of landing a job at Sapporo doing Italian. You can sort of marry those two cuisines quite well. So you can do Italian food with the French discipline, the French technique. And that sort of elevates us sort of find what we're what we're doing back then what we thought was fine dining, but you know, that changed as well. But definitely um, those two cuisines, you know, cross over quite easily, you know. Like we do you know, you do like like we're doing here as well. So we're doing uh, Italian and French European inspired food and, and it just works really well together. So And is it still quite big on the meat here? Is it yeah, still big big on the meat. We do very, very good meat. Um, it is a pub, we do parmas and, and burgers and pizza as well mm. um, but I just think we just missed the, the missing the boat with there's, there's another market we can go for just people who want to sit down and have a nice meal and have entrees and mains and that so yeah that's why I think I'm here and what we're going to do here so you have some really lovely areas here we sit too don't you we do the bar this main bar there's just seating just for bar uh, you can eat, you can order anything off the menu anywhere in the place so one thing we're going to try and do is maybe just sort of have a bistro menu in the bistro and then everything everything else gets you can order everything else. just try and keep things separately eventually mm. it'll be a sort of a it's going to be a process you know try and change people's you know um, perception of the governor because it is a pub yeah. we, we understand that we're not trying to do it a fine dining and malarkey like that not at all um, but you've got the atrium there which is sit down we've got the bistro here we've got a cocktail area here as well we've got also upstairs we've got the big um, rooms it's about 100 for functions as well so it's a lot going on yeah which is but you came from somewhere that had a lot going on, didn't you? Because the village had lots of different... Yeah, village is a similar thing like here. How do you even... I don't know how you... I, I always, yeah, it's, executive it's, chefs, I always think, God, how do you... I know, you don't, I don't you know how... Are you on the, on the pans when you're in that yeah, position? Yeah, when it's busy in summer, no, not so much. Yeah. More organising and definitely jump in when I need to. But yeah, that was three different kitchens, doing weddings, functions, the beer garden, the bistro. Yeah, it was all going on at once. So, yeah. once again you got to be very organised and you've got to have a great team behind you. Yeah, that would have so. challenged a few like, different skills. For sure, say, yeah. yeah. Like doing, doing like a sit-down 200-cover wedding, you know, out the back, in the back prep kitchen, then, then you've got other functions happening in the front. So, yeah, definitely. And that, that's what I relish. I relish, relish challenges. And um, this is a challenge to me because I see there's lots we can do to improve. Yeah. So, but surely, but, um, you know. But also something I hadn't really thought about with... Um, I don't know why I didn't think of this, but I spoke to Tong Lee over at the Cricketers Arms in Port Melbourne, and um, and that you know he's trying to zhuzh up the food as well. And um, he was saying, coming from a fine dining restaurant background, kitchen background, at a pub people just come up and order at the counter. Is it is it sit down service here? Or is it? It is sit down. Yeah, you, you order at the bar. You can so this that's table. So we're so in the bars. Obviously, you've got to order at the bar. Table yeah. service here. Table, yeah, table service. He was saying people yeah. come up to the counter like willy nilly as you do at a pub, and so they can have like everything comes up at once. Yeah. Whereas if you've got a restaurant, the, the front of house can kind of stagger. Yeah, stagger. I know. It is and logistically. So you've got to be smart about your menu, menu design. Um, like obviously, I've been here for a bit over a month now, and just been seeing how things go. And like we've got a palmer night tonight, so it's just like we're going to sell 150 palmers. And they're all cooked individually. They're not like deep fried. They're all in the oven. They're all—it's all full on. But you got to so how, how am I going to clean that up and make it a bit easier service? And you got to think about challenges logistically in the kitchen of doing dishes that are tasty, smart, but very easy to put together. And, and you know, um, yeah. so yeah, it does get kind of crazy. But when you do come from fine dining background, but you can the thing with fine dining, you got discipline, you know, and you can. That, that goes across all sort of genres of things. If you've got that discipline and, and you know, you're organised, it doesn't really matter. You can make it work. And yeah. 
you know, I think fine dining is great, but this this is from this this is a good sort of model because you got a bar, you got functions, you got the burger burger bar, you got the burger truck coming out in the summer. So there's all these things going on, and you got you know, and so it's cool, it's fun. It's like a village in itself. Yeah, it is like a village in itself. <laughs> wow. the village was great too. I missed there's a shame it's closed. I'm not sure when it's coming up, but um, had a good couple of years here. And, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. And this is you know this is now my baby now, so yeah, it's cool. That's awesome. Um, and the burning question I was going to ask you um, where do you get your ideas from? Where do you get my ideas from? Uh, social media I suppose yeah you know um, are you one, one of these chefs that has lots of cookbooks or is it more I do I did media? no it's more from social media I think I've been cooking long enough to understand what goes together tastes go together yeah. I mean, you got to look at trends you got to look at what's happening and you know I don't, I don't forage for ingredients it's not sort of me but the other, other people do forage so um I'm very sort of in the moment, so now I'm here at the Grosvenor, so I'm cooking for the Grosvenor, you know what I mean? Like, it's not cook, it's, it's my style, but to fit the Grosvenor, to fit the clientele here, you know, I can't come yeah. in and go, I want to do this, and like, it's not going to fit who comes here, you know? Like, they're, they're young families, they're older people, they're young people, it's whole cross-section, so I've got to, you've got to be smart about your mean design as well, and not just cook from your ego, it's not about, it's not about ego, it's about bottom line, making money, yeah. make, keep the customers happy, you know? Yeah. To my customer, you know, customer obsession, you know, for me. So finding what fits and what works, and offering it, you know, good value for money, quick and yeah. So do you read reviews then and, and yep. um, customer feedback yep. online because everyone's quick to yeah, for sure. You've got to, you know, like you've yeah. got to as much as you know. Chefs don't, like chefs are artists and they can be very subjective. So a chef might think that's amazing and someone might think it's sort of crap. So that's just the way it goes. You know, yeah. you've got to take it with a grain of salt. And yeah, sometimes when people do have a have a rant on social media or have a dig or something you actually can take things from that you read it and you okay, you don't like it I said oh that wasn't but you can actually it takes makes you stop and look and see what you're doing and okay maybe we can change some things you know so you got to look at those things subjectively and just on face value and not it's not personal it's just someone's someone's opinion you know yeah so you got to be it but um definitely we, we get them every week we send get sent sent us these uh some reviews online they come through an email from sophie upstairs and she'll send them out like good or bad yeah and um i think that's it's part of the business you know you put, yeah. you put your life you put your you know your heart on a plate and give me service not just food but yeah service as well so you can't always get it right so no. yeah, try as long as you get the majority of the time you get it right then Exactly. Good, you know, so, yeah. Well, thank you. I believe you get back to prepping for that's the okay. 150 I'm parlors. sorry, I felt a bit surprised. <laughs> no, that's right. I think it was going to be 